device, then tugged the blankets into place, straightened the young woman's blonde hair and the collar of her gown, and blotted the spittle from her lips with a tissue. Nimble fingers lifted the framed photo beside the phone on the bedside table. She'd been so pretty, this young mother holding her baby. Claudia, that was the daughter's name, wasn't it? The night walker put the picture down, closed the patient's eyes, and placed what looked to be small brass coins, smaller than dimes, on each of Jesse Falk's eyelids. The small discs were embossed with a caduceus, two winged serpents entwined around a staff, the symbol of the medical profession. A whispered goodbye blended with the sibilance of tires speeding over the wet pavement five stories below on Pine Street. Good night, princess. Part One Malice, a Forethought Chapter Three I was at my desk sifting through a mound of case files, 18 open homicides to be exact, when Yuki Castellano, attorney at law, called on my private line. My mom wants to take us to lunch at the Armani Cafe, said the newest member of the Women's Murder Club. You've got to meet her, Lindsay. She can charm the skin off a snake, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Let me see. What should I choose, I thought. Cold coffee and tuna salad in my office, or a tasty Mediterranean luncheon, say carpaccio over arugula with thin shavings of parmesan and a glass of Merlot, with Yuki and her snake-charming mom. I neatened the stack of folders, told our squad assistant Brenda that I'd be back in a couple of hours, and left the Hall of Justice with no need to be back until the staff meeting at three o'clock. The bright September day had broken a rainy streak in the weather and was one of the last glory days before the dank autumn chill would close in on San Francisco. It was a joy to be outside. I met Yuki and her mother Keiko in front of Saks in the upscale Union Square shopping district out by the Golden Gate Panhandle. Soon we were chattering away as the three of us headed up Maiden Lane toward Grant Avenue. You girls, too modern, Keiko said. She was as cute as a bird, tiny, perfectly dressed and coiffed, shopping bags dangling from the crooks of her arms. No man want woman who too independent, she told us. Mom, Yuki wailed, give it a rest, will ya? This is the 21st century. This is America. Look at you, Lindsay, Keiko said, ignoring Yuki, poking me under the arm. You're packing. Yuki and I both whooped, our shouts of laughter nearly drowning out Keiko's protestation that no man want a woman with a gun. I wiped my eyes with the back of my hand as we stopped and waited for the light to change. I do have a boyfriend, I said. Doesn't she, though? Yuki said, nearly bursting into a song about my beau. Joe is a very handsome Italian guy, like Dad, and he's got a big-deal government job, Homeland Security. He make you laugh? Keiko said, pointedly ignoring Joe's credentials. Uh-huh. Sometimes we laugh ourselves into fits. He treat you nice? He treats me so nice, I said with a grin. Keiko nodded approvingly. I know that smile, she said. You find a man with our slow hands. 
Again, Yuki and I burst into hoots of laughter, and from the sparkle in Keiko's eyes, I could tell that she was enjoying her role as Mama Interrogator. When you get a ring from this Joe? That's when I blushed. Keiko had nailed it with a well-manicured finger. Joe lived in Washington, D.C. I didn't. Couldn't. I didn't know where our relationship was going. We're not at the ring stage yet, I told her. You love this Joe? Big time, I confessed. He love you? Yuki's mom was looking up at me with amusement when her features froze as if she'd turned to stone. Her lively eyes glazed over, rolled back, and her knees gave way. I reached out to grab her, but I was too late. Keiko dropped to the pavement with a moan that made my heart buck. I couldn't believe what had happened, and I couldn't understand it. Had Keiko suffered a stroke? Yuki screamed, then crouched beside her mother, slapping her cheeks, crying out, Mommy! Mommy! Wake up! Yuki, let me in there for a second. Keiko! Keiko, can you hear me? My heart was thudding hard as I placed my fingers to Keiko's carotid artery, tracked her pulse against the second hand of my watch. She was breathing, but her pulse was so weak I could barely feel it. I grabbed at the next tail at my waist and called dispatch. Lieutenant Boxer, badge number 2721, I barked into the phone. Get an EMS unit to Maiden Lane and Grant. Make it now. Chapter 4 San Francisco Municipal Hospital is huge, like a city in itself. Once a public hospital, it had been privatized a few years back, but it still took more than its share of indigence and overflow from other hospitals.